Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. and blessings and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I'm your host Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, author, spiritual life coach, and founder of Redefining You LLC where I help my clients to realign themselves mind, body, and spirit. It's great to have you all here again for another episode as we continue to talk about how we're living in this now. And this evening's topic is one that can be somewhat sensitive because we're talking about living in a space where we've had some racial tensions, we've had some diversity, we've had some issues with inclusion, we've had many issues that have been taking place not only in society but also trickling down into our personal lives and into our professional lives in our workspaces and these are areas that you know we want to be able to to touch and to speak on and to have an open uh, dialogue about. And so I'm excited that my guest is here this evening. She is a dear friend of mine. We go way back. <laughs> and so I am excited that she is here. So um, first let me tell you what the title of this show is. It is Diversity, Equity and Inclusion in the Workplace. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to ask my guest to introduce herself at this time. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for the opportunity, uh, Kim. Again, we, we go way back, <laughs> and I'm excited to be here today. Uh, again, I'm Tina Greer of Greer Business Solutions, and what we do is provide coaching and consulting services to um, small business owners and teaching them you know, how to successfully bid on government contracts. So I'm excited to be here. Um, in addition to that, being a business coach, I'm also a best-selling author, speaker, and trainer, and founder of Sisters United, which is a nonprofit organization helping women and children. So super excited to be here today. Yes, thank you so much for being here, Tina. You know, like I said, it's, it, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You come with a wealth of knowledge, and, uh, you know, uh, we both have, uh, you know, been on the platform, on the speaking platforms together. We have, uh, you know, been in the similar spaces to talk about our publications and things of that nature. So uh, again, I'm super excited that you are here. So let's get to business. We're going to get right down to it and start talking about this uh, topic of diversity and equity and inclusion, because I'm sure that you've had opportunities to see those things in the, um, you know, in the arenas that you've spoken in. You speak about small businesses. And, and of course, when we talk about small businesses, we talk about customer service. We talk about how we interact with clients and how important it is to build your base, especially as a small business owner. But we know that in, in being able to meet customer needs, we also have to be you know versed in diversity and in inclusion and in equity because we don't want anyone to feel excluded when we're talking about providing services. So before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what you were doing prior to the pandemic. 
as far as, as, as you know, the type of coaching and training that you were doing? Sure. Um, a part of my uh, coaching and training, um, I do work with clients all over the United States. How also, but I, I love to network and get out and meet new people, um, uh, new business owners, attend events, attend trainings. So I was always on the go. And when the pandemic hit, it was an immediate stop. I was just explaining today with a colleague of mine, I took an actual girls trip in January, not knowing what we were about to embark on with the shutdown of everything. So um, being a coach, a virtual coach, um, that has just really, it's just really uh, went 10x, if you will. Right regards to everything that I do is pretty much online, but I do miss that interaction, that physical interaction, that touch, that facial expression being face-to-face -face to really not only uh, verbally uh, exchange, communicate, but physically as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you said, there's an energy that you miss when, you know, it's different when it, it's different when you have a choice, you know, when you have a choice, whether you could do something virtually or you could do something, you know, physically, you know, I know we tend to say, okay, we want to do the physical because we get our energy, especially as, as speakers, you, you want to go out there and you want to get a vibe from your audience. And, and when you're speaking to what seems to be an inanimate object, you're just like, okay, yeah, I see people in there, but <laughs> you know, I, I really am not connecting with them. So I'm sure that that was a challenge. And, and oh, I'm, yes. yeah, I'm sure that that's also a challenge when we talk about, you know, interacting with, with customers because some of them get their vibe and their energy from, from you. And, and so there have to be things that you do that makes that possible. Okay. So exactly. So, and I like to expound upon that because sometimes people, well, we know um, the, the, the saying people do business with who they know, like, and trust. That's right. And also people do business with who they vibe with, with it, where is that energy? And it's hard to convey your energy via the internet, right. you know, via a platform because people resonate uh, with people that they have some type of uh, commonality with. Right. They can feel and touch their energy. So at being um, being a, a coach, a virtual coach, especially in the you know in the pandemic, you have to go above and beyond to reassure um, your clients that or potential clients that you are a good fit for what or provide the solution to what they need. So it is it is an effort. You it, it's just it doesn't happen just happenstance. You have to really give it your all. And also people feel people passion, right. words, the, the words, how they articulate, the movement of their hands and so forth, their smile. Right. All those things we have to do um, virtually in this type of platform, especially um, to get our point across, especially since, you know, we, you know, during the pandemic, there was no choice. We could not be face to face. That's right. That's right. And so, I mean, you know, we, we know that there's been a learning curve there, that there's been a, a learning curve where we've had to learn how to, to find creative ways to interact with people so that our expression, our, our self-expression 
can shine through. And that's where, you know, uh, we, we are coming into uh, this topic of, of diversity and inclusion because, you know, during this pandemic, we've seen a lot of, of people being angry about things. We found people being, you know, you know, being in, in the position where, where there's been tensions, whether it be racial, you know, whether it be, you know, be, you know, people who were saying that those who were of a different nationality is why this pandemic started. And, and we got, we got into a lot of, of touchy areas and those things started to trickle from our personal lives into our professional lives. And, and we started seeing an insensitivity towards a particular race, or we started seeing insensitivity towards, towards a particular gender. We just really started to see people becoming more sensitive about, about who they are and, and, and who they represent. And, and um, you know, I really think that that heightened as, as a result of, of the pandemic. I think that a big buzzword that we've heard a lot is empathy. You know, I have people been showing empathy towards people and their reaction to this pandemic and, and to the situations that have been going on around this country with regards to, to racial tensions. So, so talk a little bit about where you started to see some of that uh, in, in the uh, organizations that you were interacting with. Well, this is very interesting because one of the reasons why I wanted to um, take the course and obtain the certificate um, in diversity, equity, and inclusion is um, in corporate America, um, where the space where I was, where I you know, obtained a majority of my experience in government contracts, I was the, within the, corp the company, the one of the largest company that I worked for for 12 years, I was the first African-American uh, period in my department doing what I did. And, and also within um, get, obtaining my, you know, in my educational realm, as I, the higher I went up, the less of me I saw. Mm. I did not, I feel that I did not have the opportunity to be part of um, you know, um, ERG groups uh, within corporate, there was no such thing. They didn't offer that. I never came across it. So um, being able to, I wanted to know, like, what was I missing? Because I know that sometimes I'm the only one in the bunch, other qualified individuals, or if I see another person that looks like me, I, I, I really just gravitate to them because it's only us versus, you know, and I, I have someone to talk to you know, on a different level. So I really wanted to understand diversity, equity, and inclusion in a more educational format way, because I know my personal experience, I did not have access to, you know, um, what is really being really talked about now, especially um, in the pandemic and the racial, um, you know, uprising in the, 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 the murders of African-Americans and Asian-Americans, you know, all of that going on. And people now are like, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, they keep talking, you know, they really mm -hmm. want to 
you know, uh, implement programs. And I wanted to know exactly what was that all about and how can I, if I was missing something, what I need to work on as an, as a, a business owner. Yeah. You know? um, so that was very important to me. And I think that we as individuals, I think it's a part of your individual character. Mm-hmm. And then also understanding that you need to be accepting of all. Everybody doesn't feel that way or they weren't brought up that way. So that may be, a, you know, you have to learn, you know, you, you learn to hate. Right. You, it doesn't, it's not like born in you. Right. So you need to learn, you know, how to be acceptable, acceptance, have acceptance of other cultures because America is a melting pot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you make a, you make a very valid point, and that that's something that that people need to be mindful of. And it's interesting that with all of the the uh, the uh, funding and things that has has been presented, and things that they have done for small business owners, for for corporations, all of these PPP loans and other loans that we have been hearing about, you know, it it kind of leveled the playing field a little bit for for some of those who had not been able to, to even, you know, throw their hat in the realm, you know, or in the, in the, you know, in the ring for anything that was going on because they weren't these types of things being, being made available. So it's interesting how, how as, as, as tensions had begun to rise and, 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 uh, you know, those buzzwords of inclusion and diversity and things started to come more into play. And then, funding for, for particular groups that, that, you know, were not necessarily uh, even considered at one point. Now, all of a sudden, these funds are becoming available. And, and, and it kind of, you know, like you said, leveled that playing field a little bit and gave people opportunities that, that typically wouldn't get those opportunities. So I like that you say that, you know, you were the only person in the room for a while. Now you're starting to see a few more, you know, that you're starting to see a little bit more of a trend there. And that is so true because you're absolutely right for, especially as business owners or small business owners may have not had access to capital, you know? Um, So when everything was the the transition of um, um, politics, um, new president, new ideas, empathetic president. So we saw one person one way, and then we saw the other president the other way. And it's like, okay, there needs to be a change. We need to help people. So I think because of the, this day and age, we are, we are um, you know, cameras catch everything and people actually see what's really going on because it's not to say that things weren't happening previously. That's right. that we, everybody, no matter what race, got a chance to actually see things occurring and we're not happy with it and wanted to make a change and make a difference. Yeah in their community and you know the ripple effect of the of compounding effect of impact of community to change laws and regulations and so forth to to really provoke change and i think that this is the era where we are with the you know the inclusion various races coming together to invoke change to make um to have a voice to show that we care, to, to um, you know, and to also uh, reprimand when someone is not right. 
of a good behavior. Right. You know, collectively coming together. I think that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, I'm grateful for platforms like these and for others where we're saying, okay, we, we recognize that that there are voices that have been silenced or not heard. And, and now there are opportunities. I think about, you know, uh, I think about uh, African-American female entrepreneurs and, and some of the struggles that they've had. I think about the LGBTQ community. I think about, you know, those who are, are celebrating pride and and those who are, are celebrating self-expression, those who are, are uh, you know, of different nationalities, those who are, are you know, coming into the country and, and seeking opportunities to grow for themselves and for their families. There are so many opportunities for us as a community, especially those in the, in the uh, you know, business realm, to be able to recognize the talents that exist beyond what we see surfacely, you know, what we see on the surface. We're quick to judge people based on their appearances, but it's wonderful when we have an opportunity to see people beyond that. And I think some of the pandemic and some of the technology has helped in that because sometimes if you don't have that camera on and you don't know who you're talking to, and, and they, but they're talking your language, then you find out that that person is of another race or nationality or, you know, then, then it's like, oh, I didn't know because those are- And that is, that is so true because everybody, um, no matter the race they are, they have certain skills and talents and you have to be open enough and accepting enough to say, okay, I don't know everything. Right. Need help. And this person that lives in, you know, in another country or Pakistan, let's just say Pakistan, I'm just using an example. Excellent, you know, excellent uh, in their skill set. Right. I want this person on my team. So it doesn't matter what race or culture, if they're a good fit for what you're trying to do, let's come together yeah. to, to solve the problem. Absolutely. So there's a point um, with being, you know, having diverse teams brings, I believe, um, more, you know, openness to a, a better solution. And one of the things that we learned, you know, in, in the in the training is, you know, you're better when you have diverse minds coming together to tackle a problem because you're going to have different perspectives and you have to be open to those perspectives because you just never know. You're not, you know, you, you, you're not the only one that goes through things, right? And people go through things in a different way, but it's a different perspective. And then coming together to solve that problem, um, you know, the end user, which is the client, is, is you know, is, is a happy camper for that because you're bringing in diverse teams that's it. to solve the problem. I think that that's awesome. And, and, and that's definitely key because, you know, you don't want things to be one-sided. You want those perspectives. Sometimes if you just have a particular group and, and they're trying to solve the problem, they may not even consider some of the things that, that you know, diversity would bring. So you want to be able to open up avenues of that. that that's a matter of, of, you know, not having closed-minded, but open-minded people who are willing to, to say, hey, there, there are other possibilities. There are other solutions beyond these things that we've come up with. And it's always about, about taking things to the next level. We talk about, oh, we want to level up. We want to take things to the next level. We want to go to the next level. How do you get there 
doing the same thing all the time. You know, it's you know what? places that make things different. Right. And one of the things about the culture, and maybe you can relate to this, are is you know how when you were when you were young and then the young people, you know, you have the older, the older people talking, go sit in the corner somewhere. Don't you can't engage in the conversation. Right. You know, this is grown people talking. That's right. <laughs> so not open to the suggestions of a younger, yes. younger group, you know, if you will. But I think now in this day and age, you we all need now it's the millennials and, and I guess what is that? I don't even know the XYZ what the generation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we might be a generation X or generation Y. Yeah, I get Yeah, all of that, the, the younger people, we need to listen. <laughs> To, to hear their point of and their perspective, you know, their perspective as well when we're coming together. Yeah, people need to see at the table. Amazing. Everyone needs to see at the table, you know, yes. to be able to have those conversations and, and, and to, you know, not feel as though, you know, their voice doesn't count. Okay. So like I said, we talk about diversity and, and of course, you know, we hear about equity uh, when we, when we are, um, you know, addressing uh, you know, equality that we want to see amongst races, but also among gender. You know, we've seen a lot of, of, of inequality between men and women, especially in the, the you know, the business realm, you know, the you know, financial differences, you know, differences in, in um, you know, status and how things are, are presented to, to one group over another. So, so what was something that you learned a little bit about when, with regards to equity? I think, and with equity, uh, I guess some of the issues is, is a two, I guess two things. Some of the issue is the pay gap, you know, um, that still exists yes. and everybody knows about it and trying to close the gap between men and women doing, you know, the same type of work, but yet there's a, a, a large pay gap. And really saying that, okay, this is something that we know is there and it's a work in progress. We have to continue to close that gap um, of, you know, of, of inequity uh, in regards to pay, the pay scale. Mm -hmm. Other thing in, uh, in regards to equity in regard is the education of children. Um, meaning that depending on, for sometimes it's depending on the county you live determines what type of access you're gonna to have to mm -hmm. premium educational tools versus someone in a social economic disadvantaged area mm -hmm. may have equity. So that's a inequity there that needs to be closed as well. So it's a, it's a point I think of, of acknowledging the fact that these are burning issues and it's gonna have an impact long-term and on um, the people who work in, in the industry, you know, and the economy in the long term, if there's an inequity in regards to access right. to quality material. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's something that's huge. It's huge when we talk about, you know, those disparities. You know, I, I, I think about that, especially uh, when the pandemic hit and you had children that you know, were able to jump on their tablets because they had one, you know, right. and you have families who had one computer and mom or dad had to be on that computer for work and it did not leave a, a device for the child to use. And so how are they gaining access 
to the education that they needed. So, you know, I think that this pandemic brought about a lot of, of questions that needed to be answered with regards to that. You know, people mm -hmm. say, oh, it's easy. We'll just jump on technology. Everybody does not have access to technology. Everybody does not have access to con consistent uh, electrical sources that can keep those, those things going, even if they had them. So, right. you know, there, there, there are just so many things that, that have been coming to the forefront that, mm -hmm. that you know, these, these diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion uh, courses and, and um, you know, conversations are, are bringing to the surface. And it's something that, you know, like I said, we've only scratched the surface. You know, it's, oh, yeah. we, we just scratched the surface. I look at, you know, we have a, a female uh, vice president, you know, that's, that's huge. And so, huge. you know, that, that, that put a little bit of a, you know, a little hammer into that, you know, solid foundation that has been established for years that, that this is, you know, something that can only be a, a, obtained by a, you know, Anglo-Saxon, Anglo uh, you know, and that was based no, on, male. you know, the mindset of the tradition of this is how it's always been. So, um, and you still have people that's in that mindset, why change it? This is how we did it, or this is how it worked previously. And we're not open to change. Right. Fortunately, enough people are, are open to change. And it does, it deals with that culture, the culture that you're in and how you're brought up, but then, then keep it in mind that, you have to be open to something else. It's a matter of mindset. Everything is about mindset and changing mindset and moving away from those things that, that we were taught and being open to those things that can be. You know, right. sometimes we are conditioned to do the things that we do because that's what grandma said to do or that's what <laughs> my family's always done. You know, and, and really asking the hard question of why we do and why we believe the things that we do and believe. Why do we do that? And then and then we can begin to open the doors of understanding and then reach back to those who, who may not know and begin to educate them as well. And that's why I think it's wonderful that they have programs and certifications like the one that you have recently obtained to talk about those things and to bring those things to the surface. Now, um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the inclusion because that is a huge one. And, and for me, it, it's, it's a difficult one for people to be able to digest. You know, they can mm -hmm. talk about, okay, we understand that, that we live in a diverse world and we see those things and, and we understand those things and we understand that, you know, we've been fighting for equality for years. And, but when we talk about including someone when we talk about that, that piece of inclusion and in, in saying that, you know, not just identifying the, the issues, but saying, okay, we identify it. And now we want to talk about how do we incorporate, how do we include those who have been excluded into, into that workspace or into that area? And I think that that has, that has to be very intentional mm -hmm. because um, some some people sometimes tend to just kind of go to the background and then you're like if you if you don't if they don't speak up and say hey i'm here then tend to be overlooked so it's a point it's a two-way street on the inclusion but letting you know saying hey i'm here i am of value use me right 
know, and then be willing and open to um, a different perspective to say, hey, come on in. Because I think that with inclusion, especially in this pandemic, it has been very important because of the isolation um, that we all have experienced. Uh, whether even though I may be working virtually, I'm still alone by myself. And, you know, all that we've experienced throughout the pandemic and in this society, I think that it's important that we understand the value that one brings. You know, each one of us can bring to an organization, to a group, uh, whether it be, you know, a volunteered group or a community. Um, everybody has value and they can do some part of, you know, of the, you know, of the program or, you know, even maybe a small part, but everybody has something to give. Yeah. And it's important, I think, is to give individuals opportunities to show up. Yes. Yes. And that is huge. I love that you say value because that's it. We want to feel valued. We want to feel appreciated for things that we do. That is huge. And I think that that also comes with communication. Communication is huge in this because how you talk to people is going to determine, you know, how people will respond. And Mm -hmm. and, and I'll say this, you know, I think about a, a training that I participated in not long ago. And um, the presenter was speaking about uh, a teacup. And she was talking, she said, you know, suppose you had a teacup and you were walking past a coworker and you spilled tea on that person. It wasn't your intention to spill the tea on that person, but the tea was spilled on the person. You apologized for it, okay? But does that mean that that tea didn't leave a stain on that person's clothes? Does it mean that that tea didn't burn that person or may have left a a second or third degree burn on that person? We may not intend to harm somebody with with our actions or our words, but it doesn't mean that it didn't leave a mark or that it didn't leave a stain on that person. And I think that when we talk about inclusion and and we talk about equity and we talk about diversity, that, that we're mindful of the things that we say because they can leave a mark. Or they can leave a stain on somebody. And what are we doing to remove those marks and those stains that we've left outside of just saying, I'm sorry. It's right. not about recognizing it. It's about taking that step beyond to what we're going to do about it. And, you know, also with inclusion, it also affects your mental state. Yes. I think that's very important as well in, in regards to being productive. When you always feel left out. Um, that does, you know, some people feel some kind of way when they're always feeling left out of everything. Try it. No. And it, it leads to devaluation. Yeah. It leads to uh, lack of self-worth, a worth of feeling that you're, you know, no one loves you. So that plays a role in it as well. So, you know, it can lead to self-destruction. Yeah. So, being inclusive, no matter who it is or what situation, but really saying, well, let me um, think about this. Let me ask, what does the team think? You know, a certain instance, let me get some other uh, suggestions. 
um, different perspectives on this particular situation before I make a final decision, um, that can really just um, really have a value add um, in your business and also your personal life. Yeah. I mean, and that's important. I think that, you know, I want, I want us to just touch one more time on, on those things that you learned about, you know, ways that we can, you know, successfully help to move in that direction of inclusion. I know we talked about communication being one of the things that is, is paramount, being able to, you know, and that it, it happens on both sides, that it has to be something that is expressed from the person, you know, who, who was experiencing that that, uh, you know, uh, exclusion or that person that is experiencing that feeling of being devalued, being able to, to speak up for themselves and also for that person who is, who may see it happening to that person, them coming in and partnering with them as well. So that there's that open door policy where they're able to say, okay, they're comfortable enough to be able to come in and say, you know, I have an issue. I would like to discuss this, or I would like to talk about you know, what, what, what is that I'm experiencing and knowing that it's not going to fall on a deaf ear. Right. And what I like to also say in regards to diversity and inclusion, um, really it's a top-down approach. Um, it's very important to have the buy-in from, especially in the workplace, from uh, the executives within the organization. They mm -hmm. be part of, you know, every aspect of it because um, when, anything happens, things change when you have the top executives on in your corner mm -hmm. and hey, we need to implement this, that and other or implement policies in regards to um, and putting their approval stamp on it. So within the employee resource groups, um, have executives, have those managers, those supervisors run those groups or be a part of those groups to, to let the regular uh, employees or, you know, or individuals as part of the team know that um, it's not just at the lower level, we feel good, we want to get together. No, this is something that can affect the overall uh, overarching way that that company runs their business. And you want to know as an employee that corporate or has your back. Right. You know, and they believe in the value that you bring. They believe in diverse teams and being, you know, the, and, and then also just being an, an inclusive and not exclusive when, there are, when they are making a major decisions for the direction of the company. So that's very important to have, exact, have the management team, um, you know, spearhead. Right. That is one of the things that we learned, spearhead these ERGs and and then be be a be a participant, you know, of of the groups to where I feel comfortable, where I can talk with the management team as well as my fellow colleagues about different aspects of diversity, equity, inclusion. That's good. Just like you said, top down. Because if they don't buy into it, then just like you said, it 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 all trickles down from them. If it doesn't start there and it starts from the bottom up, it can crumble before it gets there. Right. So it's always good, like you said, to at least have them buy in. And I'm sure that that's something that that uh, as you go into organizations and as you coach that that you bring those things, you know, to those executives, because that's where it begins. The change begins there. We think about the the, the president, as you spoke about earlier, when there was a change in, in, in our, uh, you know, commander in chief, there were some things that he changed 
And those things are, are you know, are going to be representative of, of him and his leadership. So it's yes. all about definitely touching the leadership and making sure that they're the ones that are implementing these uh, things. And just like you said, being a part of it, not just saying, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Y'all go ahead and, and work it. But like you said, to spearhead it. I right. think that, that was that's a huge thing for people to realize. They need to spearhead it and show that they are actively interested mm-hmm. and willing to, to, to make those changes. And but, you know what? It's, a, it's important to understand when you have a good DE&I um, uh, initiative, initiative within your organization, whether it be small business, medium or large business, when you are looking to hire staff, and they know that you have a strong DEI initiative within or policies within your organization, you know, that could actually help you in recruitment. Absolutely. To recruit the best of the best because they know that they're going to feel valued and validated with their inputs and what they bring to the organization. And, uh, so it can be a win win situation. So not only are you helping, existing employees and also changing the mindset of the organization top down, but you can also be a beacon of recruiting those diverse teams of individuals, mm-hmm. uh, different backgrounds, cultural race, culture, race, and so forth that can he- enhance um, the, um, the, the ability of the organization to produce. Yeah, I think that that's something that is, is critical. And like you say, you talk about building diverse teams. You talk about uh, bringing people, you know, in that are, are going to help to make those changes. And and I mean, I guess we'd be remiss not to say that it also helps to weed out those who may not be <laughs> willing to be a part of that team. I think yeah. when they see that and they see that it's something, you know, that is that is trending, you know, with the organization in this direction that they're going in you'll find that there'll be some who will choose to say, okay, well, this is not so much the fit that I thought, you know, I have with this company. I, I'm not interested in, in going in this way. So I think that, you know, being able to, again, have those, those leaders come in and to speak about those things, it's going to change the environment. It's going to change the atmosphere of the business and it's going to, you know, let those who may not be on board realize that this may this may be their time to depart so i think that's important too and i also want to let i I want to let the listeners know too especially as a small business in regards to getting um starting in your business maybe you have not scaled to have a full staff right so it may be you may be a solopreneur right now so you can still practice diversity Mm -hmm. inclusion um, you can practice that through um, the, the, uh, the people that you subcontract with, um, the people that consult, that you, you know, you outsource different projects and you're doing consulting with them. You know, it's so many ways that you can actually structure your organization um, to have the DEI initiative, even though you're a small business owner. So you can start off that, you know, in your your foundational principles of establishing your business and scaling your business by having um, that program in place. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having it in place before things begin to take off, because then you've already got that established. But what I what I hear when you say that is that it starts with us. It starts with us as individuals, you know, And, and as and as we build, we can teach others and show others 
based on 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 what it is that that you know we hold true the values that we hold true mm-hmm. you know the the diversity equity and, and inclusion you know uh situ- I, I mean standards that we're building you know not only for ourselves personally but that others are able to see that and grow from that so it looks like it begins with us and yes. that's the wonderful thing to remember that it starts with us and then it starts with us working collectively to continue, you know, the momentum on that. So I think that that's something that is huge. I'm glad that it's something that is trending. I'm glad that it is something that is being uh, talked about and that people are seeing the importance in being trained on. And I mean, there are so many, I have seen so many courses and so many certifications being offered to people talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion because it's finally gaining some traction. And I think it's finally gaining the momentum that it needs to, to make sure that we're building. So, yes. uh, you know, and saying that, any other parting words on equity, diversity, diversity and inclusion that you want to leave our listeners with, you know, set so that way they can start looking at those things in, in, you know, not only in their personal lives, but in their professional lives as well. I think that it's important to keep, keep an open mind when you are looking to hire staff or consultants or even subcontract with other business owners because of the value that they can bring to your organization. Um, I think that, you know, there's different ways you can do that through assessments, through communicate, you know, extensive communications and so forth, dialogue to make sure that there's synergy between you and another person. So it's so many different ways you can use, uh, you know, um, you can use the information and the tools that you have through DNI in order to make sure that you have a strong foundation within your organization. Awesome. I think that that's, I mean, doesn't get any better than that. And, And I think that that's information that, you know, is going to continue to, you know, move us in, in that positive direction, move us closer and closer to our goal of, of having those types of, of uh, businesses be available. And, and, you know, it's not just about the client, it's about those who are the stakeholders who are investing in that. And I think that it's important, you know, you said, you know, there has to be synergy. Asking those who you subcontract with, those who, who you interact with, you know, what are your policies? Or do they have any policies? Asking the question to see if they are, they are on that page, if that's something that they're considering, you know? And then we can consider if those are people that we want to have or conduct business with, you know? It's important to do that. So I thank you for all of the information that you brought, Tina. I mean, you know, every time we get together, it's something new and it's something exciting and it's something that that's that's continuing to grow you and i love that you always reach back and you always try to educate others and you try to bring others along and you try to network and and you try to keep us you know continuing to support and to encourage each other and for that i am thankful i am thankful that you took time out of your schedule to come and talk with us today about diversity inclusion and uh equity okay so thank you for that thank you now of course uh, here on How Now, we always talk about what our our guests are doing in the now. What are some things that you are doing or have been uh, implementing in your life as a result of this pandemic 
that that you know has has gotten you through it self-care self-care <laughs> um i've been on a grind for many years now <laughs> establishing my business and i and my focus is self-care um, i think that's very important in order for me to show up great mm. to make sure that i take care of myself uh, mind, body, and spirit in regards to making sure that I can do what I need to do because I got a lot of things I got to check off my bucket list. Right? <laughs> I'm constantly learning and growing and expanding and then also making um, pivoting through this pandemic, finding new ways to bring information to touch lives and, and, and be very impactful. So um, this pan, you know, you know how I always like to take lemons and make lemonade. I always like to look at the, the other side. Right. So, um, through this whole entire um, year and a half, it's been very traumatic. Um, it personally through my, you know, my life because of death of my mother, death mm -hmm. of my mother in law. And, you know, so constantly staying on the grind because I know the end result is that you know, I will have the type of business that I want to have and the life that I want to have if I stay focused. Mm. So that's one thing as business owners, we have to stay focused and have that and have your goals established. Mm. Have an end in mind of what that's going to look like and be okay if you do a pivot, but be strategic when you're doing that pivot and make sure that it's going to be in alignment with what you want to do, um, you know, in your business endeavors. So I'm excited about that. I love working with women. That is my passion, my mm -hmm. spot. And, you know, I made a pivot this year of working specifically with women, small business owners, mm -hmm. teaching them about government contracts, about business uh, automations, business organizations, leadership development. I think those things are crucial when you are a business owner, mm -hmm. um, but then also making sure that, you know, self-care I do, you know, with self-care, I even, you know, uh, developed a product line, TLC products. Yes. <laughs> they developed a, product, a product line, self-care and self-love, you know, so it's important that we pause through this pandemic and breathe, yeah. you know, um, and, and really take it all in and be responsible for, um, for, you know, our actions, but then also be considerate of others. So that is what I want to leave with everyone on diversity, equity, inclusion, be responsible for your actions and be considerate of others. If you do that, the love is going to show, right? It's going to, it's going to show. And that's what I want to leave with everyone today. Oh my goodness. Beautiful words, sound words. I love that. I love that you say pivot sometimes. And yes, sometimes it's necessary to make a pivot in order to, to continue in the path that we're going on. It may sometimes look like it's going to go straight and then all of a sudden it takes a turn. Then we have to learn how to pivot to get back to where it is that we want to be, that we make that alignment. So I think that that's beautiful. Um, I'm happy for your, your product line. It is a wonderful line, TLC. Okay, is it called TLC Pampers? Yeah, TLC, right. it's TLCPamper.com. That's the yes. website. <laughs> Make sure I have it right, you know. I'm making, you know, 
and, and speaking of that, let's talk about ways in which people can get in contact with you because I'm sure that they'll want to know about those who are small business owners who may be looking for government grants and also those who may want to be interested in your product line and also to just find out the other services that you offer through your business. So what is one way that you can get in contact? Yeah, definitely. So uh, a couple of ways you can reach out to me, my website, which is Greer Business Solutions with an S.com. Greer Business Solutions.com. Uh -huh. website and contact me there you can also email me if you like to talk to me directly tina at greerbusinesssolutions.com okay and then also if you are interested in self-care all natural bath and body products self-care self-love it is www.tlcpamper.com all right, tlcpamper.com. So www.greerbusinesssolutions.com or you can email Tina at Tina at greerbusinesssolutions.com or if you are interested in her product line, go to www.tlcpamper.com. And with that, I will say thank you again, Tina, for joining us and for bringing uh, you know, your wisdom and your wealth of knowledge on the topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I wish you the best in all that you continue to endeavor in. And, uh, you know, like I said, I wish you nothing but continued success. <laughs> I love you, so my much. sister. Sisters <laughs> United, always. We will always. always be sisters <laughs> united. And with that, I'd like to say thank you all for joining us here on another edition of How Now, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until I see you the next time, I say peace. <laughs>